Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the main roster on Twitch Sports. We're here, as always, to discuss the latest comings and goings in world wrestling entertainment on their main roster shows, Raw and SmackDown. I'm Jez, joined, as always, by the wonderful Dan. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about you? Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm coming to the end of the summer, obviously, so uh, trying to eke out as much time as possible with uh, with the little one and get her ready to go back to to nursery school in September. Give me yeah. some time, yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, muddling on by, convention on the weekend, quite tired, but generally getting on with life. How's life in Casa Dan? It's very good. I went camping this weekend, so had a good time. A few drinky poos and all that, so mm. all good. Yes. Normally, obviously, you you do this show with a uh, with a cider in hand, and uh, yeah. I uh, decided to join you this week as it's. Uh... Oh, I have another cider actually. Oh, you haven't got one this week. Oh, there you Water. go. <laughs> uh, well, you know, at least one of us is uh, is drinking then for the inevitable roll ups and uh, and things. But yeah. uh, I thought. <laughs> Being as this is uh, uh, my last stream for the time being in the Twitch Sports Accelerator program, that uh, it was mm. meritous of a celebration and a bit of a drink. So cheers. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers to you. Cheers to mm. everyone who has contributed to uh, all yeah. of my streams in this program. And uh, cheers to Twitch Sports. It's been cool. It's been a good yeah. six months. Good and, fun. Uh, moving on to to new things, new ventures, mm. new ideas for yeah. this podcast and all of the other uh, sports podcasts. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Shall we crack straight in to a a little bit of, of news, what do you reckon? Yeah, let's do a bit of news. Okay. Uh, roll that, not a sting, but is your singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful so uh, our first bit of news uh, is kind of old news brought back mm. again uh, and you may remember back in the day NXT I season 3 uh, absolutely. the absolute nonsense that was pulled by uh, Michael Cole on commentary and just yeah. being a, a crazy fool building mostly towards his heel turn and facing the king at WrestleMania and all that kind of stuff and was just being as outrageous as possible. Mm-hmm. Said some pretty damn offensive things about all of the ladies that were in NXT Season mm. 3 and women's mm. wrestling in general. Uh, well, in a recent interview, it turns out that uh, Michael Cole once apologised to Caitlin for that nonsense that he pulled on uh, on NXT Season 3. Uh, when she came back to to WWE for that one-off uh, May Young Classic tournament. She sat down uh, with Michael Cole and uh, he said, uh, where is the, the direct quote? Uh, can't find it now. Just says he, it did say that he apologised, but I can't find the, the exact wording. I had the opportunity to sit down with Michael Cole. I think he might have felt a little bad because he was the main commentator on NXT and he was so mean to us. As a commentator, you have so much ability to shift people's perspectives and mindsets, yes. And he just mm-hmm. bleep on us 
so much. It was funny, but it also made us feel like bleep and uh, other people's bleep, other people bleep on us because of it. And it just added more to the concept that the Divas matches were bathroom breaks, etc. And it didn't add to our cause. Uh, yes. Uh, so when he apologised, I think it sounds like Caitlin was pretty magnanimous about it and shared no ill will. But uh, if you followed her, her Instagram, you mm. probably know that she's pretty damn chill, to be honest. She's yeah. doing her own thing now. She's got her own line of sportswear and it's just generally a a chill person but uh, it, okay. it's nice to know that there is some remorse there yeah. from Cole at least yeah. Yeah. it's nice of him Chaotic Gabs welcome in, thank you very much for the follow tell us a little bit about yourself yeah uh, So, and th there was another thing that, that made me laugh and I don't remember this, I'm meant to go back and, and watch it uh, but here we here we are anyway there was a battle royal on Raw in 2012. Mm -hmm. And apparently, Caitlyn wasn't supposed to win it. But because of mishap, she yeah. did win it. <laughs> uh, in a match with uh, Eve Torres. So it came down to the spot. I clotheslined her, but she didn't go over. I didn't do it hard enough. And she held on and was like, do it again, do it again. Talking in the ring, nothing new. Uh, mm. I came back and JBL'd her, which is a great term, <laughs> over the over so hard that she let go. She fell on the floor and got eliminated. I literally knew I was going to get fired. We were just standing there. It was a true reaction to what happened. Nobody expected me win to win. I didn't expect myself to win. This wasn't supposed to happen. And so he, uh, referee Brad Maddox, who you may remember, mm. who was refereeing his first match at the time, had Vince and the producers in his, in his ear and they're like, celebrate! So after the segment ended, I walked back to Vince and he was laughing hysterically. Eve was crying, Fit was laughing. They were like, okay, let's go. And then she was number one contender because of <laughs> an accident. Brilliant. So that's nice. Brilliant. It's nice little story. I like stories like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks to eWrestling News for that one. Uh, I know nothing about wrestling. Have a great stream. Sports Excel program hype. Thank you very much, Chaotic Gabs. You're very welcome to just hang out and lurk and take in any wrestling knowledge that, that we can impart, which is some. Moving on. <laughs> now, this one's going to annoy me, I think. There is some rumour, and it's based mm. on the fact that there are dark matches happening and... Uh, things seem to be headed in that direction, that WWE is looking to repackage Keith Lee. Uh, he's been working Raw and SmackDown dark matches as of late in a way to mm -hmm. refine him, mm -hmm. whatever that means, uh, and decide what works best for him moving forward. Right. Best, for best for him. Uh, I'm, I'm not, not sure about that, but... Uh, why though? Also, hi. It's a very good question, Stelios. This is yeah. this is my thinking as well. Why though yeah. is a very good question. Uh, in an update, Wrestling Observer reports that Lee is being brought to Raw and SmackDown for dark matches because officials are trying to change his style and give him a new character. Again, why? They also yeah. want him to practice more in front of fans. Hey, kind of thought that was what NXT was about, but okay. Uh, 
Uh, it has been reported how Lee has played the role of a heel in some of his recent dark matches. Uh, regarding the aforementioned character change, it was reported by WrestlingNews.co that WWE Chairman and CEO Vince McMahon had considered turning, he uh, turning Lee into a monster heel for the main roster. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah, because we haven't had any of those. Uh, yeah. Lee continues to get babyface reactions during these dark matches, but it looks like mm. he could be booked as a heel when he re returns to TV. And yeah, he was only on TV because Jeff Hardy got COVID and they needed somebody to face Karrion yeah. Cross. And he demolished a jobber in 90 seconds. Whenever this was. Last Monday. Yeah. Last Tuesday. <sighs> what do you think of this? Jobber he demolished. Does Keith Lee need to be repackaged? What do you think? No. No. And again, <clears throat> this comes down to the conversation we've been having over the last few weeks about how why no wonder the NXT people haven't got over because as soon as they've got up to the main roster, mm. they've wanted to fundamentally change every single thing about them and the character that yeah. worked for them in NXT. It's no wonder they haven't yeah. worked. Yeah. Like, it's just so dull. It's like, oh, he's a big guy. Let's make him into a monster heel. I know. When he's the guy's got charisma. Like he's probably one of the more intelligent people on the WWE roster. Full stop. Really, he's a very he's, intelligent he's very guy. Intelligent, he? He's very cerebral. He can definitely mm. like hold his own in any any kind of promo or conversation or interview or any of yeah. that kind of thing. He's despite his size, he is super athletic. Mm. I don't get why we have to force everyone into the slow slightly dull WWE style more mm. on that in a in a match discussion later I'm just whatever man Keith Lee's great and he's not going to be when oh. he comes back apparently so there's that uh, in, in more sad news uh, John Cena is super sad quote about Dave, uh, Dave Batista's comments distancing himself from other WWE stars. Did you hear about this news? Oh, I haven't. Basically, uh, Batista was asked some questions in a Q&A on Twitter. And uh, if he, when he was asked if he'd like to uh, star in some movies alongside people like John Cena and The Rock or The Miz or any, any other wrestler mm. turned actor, uh, he replied, nah, I'm good. <clears throat> and um yeah so john cena's not very not very happy about this uh, i'm super bad super sad sorry about that uh because dave batista is an unbelievably gifted actor he's done some amazing work um but i think when somebody makes a statement like that the important thing is to try and look at things for the, from their perspective so i guess he doesn't want to be just lumped in as another wrestler in the yeah. in a movie, and by putting himself with other wrestlers, they'd be like, "Oh, this is the the movie with the wrestlers in it." Yeah, he wants to do his own thing, make his own mark. Exactly. Yeah. So it makes yeah. sense, but yeah, it is kind of disappointing. And I think Cena says the same thing. It's kind of disappointing that uh, he's not gonna be in a movie with Cena at any point, because mm. I think that would be be fun. Yeah. Yeah. But 
Mm. This is disappointing. Very disappointing. It does kind of make sense, Stelios. Yes, yes. Uh, welcome in, Tamsin. Hello, how are you doing? Uh, giving out your hugs. Huggy it's become, hug. It's become a uh, a very Bailey NXT stream. Hugs for everyone. Hugs for everyone. Okay, so now the news really kind of picks up. Mm. And pretty much mirrors things we've been saying for the last few weeks. Have we talked about Adam Cole yet? We're not going to talk about Adam Cole uh, other than to say his contract has expired Mm. and we don't know where Adam Cole is next. Mm. It's true, he did not immediately join the SmackDown roster. That doesn't mean he hasn't signed a new contract with WWE. Mm. Also, he might turn up on Dynamite next week. Or he might take a few months off. Who knows? Yeah. But we're we're not talking about Adam Cole because we know nothing. We don't we really have nothing. any news. Other than the contract has expired, we mm. don't know what direction he's gone in. So we'll we'll watch this space on Adam Cole. Um But the Adam Cole thing may uh may not help with this. WWE is reportedly in the doghouse with mm. both of its TV networks. Uh, so Fox that airs Smackdown, USA Network that airs Raw and NXT uh, are not very happy and for Fox at least it centres around the return to wrestling of CM Punk mm-hmm. uh, Fox, the home of Smackdown is none too pleased that WWE didn't make Punk a huge offer to return to the company and let them walk to their competitor right yeah. well do you have any comments about that first before I chime in what about CM Punk mm. and I, him I not think signing CM, with WWE I think CM Punk wasn't going to sign with WWE anyway yes just no matter what they did I don't think he was going to sign so uh, I understand where Fox is coming from I'd be pretty disappointed too if I turned on a competitor network Especially on cable, this is Fox is a broadcast network. Mm. But uh, I'd be annoyed if I turned on, saw that reaction, saw how the ratings for AEW are going up and up and up, mm. and d- it seems on the surface that WWE didn't make any kind of play to try and get CM Punk back. Yeah. However, you and I, and WWE, all the way up to Vince McMahon knows that it didn't matter how much money they threw at yeah. CM Punk. He was not coming back. He wasn't. And while Fox are like, well, we, you know, offered him a job and he he came immediately. Like, yes, he came to Fox. Yeah, it wasn't to WWE. Yeah. It was to Fox. I I think you, uh, if you kind of look at what Punk said on his debut on Rampage a few weeks ago, it's pretty clear he was never going to sign again with WWE. Because he had a contract with WWE and he walked out on it because he was grossly unhappy. Mm. And it was destroying his mental health, in his own words. So, he was saying, Sestelios, that if the story arm was good and money was good, he would have come back. It's easy to say that. And maybe he's just piling on on WWE. It's like, yeah, you could have had me, but you didn't. So yeah, I reckon he's just doing it just to wind Vince McMahon up, effectively. Mm-hmm. 
So, in retaliation to CM Punk, mm. WWE rushed back Brock Lesnar and mm. have had the return of Becky Lynch. Uh, but where have they They both gone? To SmackDown. So, obviously, the USA Network are not very happy that SmackDown is getting all the star power at the moment. SmackDown's going to be banging. <laughs> and this is on top of the fact that they've had... You know, Roman Reigns for the last year yeah. be on that turn and, and, you know, be a sole reason why it's worth watching yeah. SmackDown. Uh, yeah. Even now with three and a half people on the roster and and Roman Reigns, it's still worth watching SmackDown. SmackDown is still the better show, even though they, they don't have any talent signed. So, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, on Raw, uh, the show features The Miz and John Morrison fighting over a water gun. Yeah. Yeah. Raw has been bad for a long very time. Bad. It's been nearly unwatchable for a very long time. So I mm. I unlike Fox, I don't get why what their beef is. Like get yeah. over yourselves. But I completely understand why USA yeah. are pissed. I would be too. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have fun talking about Raw later then, aren't we? Well, we are. Yes. Uh, and not only because of this news, uh, but our last bit of news. Vince this. McMahon reportedly angry and loud at Monday Night Raw. Mm. And this is just... Wow. Uh, you may have noticed that the Raw that we got last night was different from the Raw that they advertised uh, throughout the last mm. week, uh, as, as recently as on SmackDown, teasing certain matches. The, this merits reading in full. So, uh, Vince McMahon was said to be, quote, angry and loud amid creative changes uh, on Monday's Raw taping. Uh, the afternoon was described as a crazy day backstage in Oklahoma City, as there were lots of changes being made to plans for the show. Uh, in an update, Monday was described as one of the longest days in a long time for the WWE creative team. McMahon was extremely unhappy with the original plans for Raw. He ripped up the script several times during the day, including the original plans, and then the initial rewrite. He then began requesting new creative ideas, some of which were said to be good and others not so good. Vince still rejected everything pitched to him before decreeing the new plans that ended up airing on the USA Network broadcast. McMahon was said to be the loudest and angriest one source had ever seen him on a show day. It was noted that there was no official direction or plan for last night's Raw until 6pm Eastern. Coming out of last week's show, and this is what we just said, WWE had three matches advertised for last night's Raw. The Miz vs. John Morrison, Eva Marie vs. Dewdrop, and WWE Champion Bobby Lashley vs. Sheamus in a non-title bout. Miz vs. Morrison was removed from the Raw preview before Monday morning. Marie vs. Dewdrop ended up being an angle and not an actual match, yes. And Lashley versus Sheamus never happened as Sheamus faced Drew McIntyre and Damian Priest in the US title match, while Lashley teamed with MVP to challenge for the tag team championships. More on that later. Uh, at one point, Priest was scheduled to defend against McIntyre in a singles match, but Sheamus was added during the rewrites. So, this mm. seems to me to be a direct response to the networks being unhappy. Yeah. He, he's come into the day pissed off. And the first thing he cancelled was uh, the 
uh, fighting over a water gun segments. Good. The Miz and Morrison. Yeah, cool. I mean, I was ready for the Miz versus John Morrison, to be fair. Mm. But whatever. We didn't even see the Miz on Raw in the end. But this happened. And we're going to put a pin in it. Yeah. Because when we... We're going to talk about SmackDown as we always do. We'll talk about Raw. And then at the end, we'll have a little... uh, We'll have a little chat. Little chat. Do we think that the the show that we got as a result of these changes was better than what we were going to get Mm. in the original plan? Obviously, we don't know the full script, but we kind of have the idea of what what it was going to be based on the matches that were booked. So, yeah. Oh, so there we are. We'll come back to it. Uh, that was the news. Da, 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 dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <sighs> That's not going to get old. Very nice too. Right. So let's get started then. With a bit of Friday Night Smackdown. Do you want to kick off the proceedings? I shall indeed. So, Friday Night Smackdown kicked off with a new Smackdown Women's Champion, Becky Lynch. She spoke passionately about how leaving and giving up her title was the most difficult decision of her life. But went went on to say that now with her new, new priorities in life, she is more dangerous than she has ever been. Becky also addressed her tactics at SummerSlam, mock apologising for them before commenting on commenting that WWE is all preparation and opportunity and that's that's with all the work she's done in the past, she was absolutely prepared for the opportunity uh, to take the title at SummerSlam. This brought out the former champion Bianca Belair, who challenged Lynch to a rematch that very night. It wasn't that simple, obviously, and out came Selena Vega, Carmella, Liv Morgan to stake their claims to number one contendership. Bianca took control of the situation again, challenging the man a second time, but Lynch simply replied, nah. Nice way to start SmackDown. Yes. I think it... Lends itself a little bit to uh, what I was saying last week, mm-hmm. and that we, yeah. we're, we know the way that we're using this Becky Lynch return and the naivety of mm. of Bianca Belair. I think it is going in that direction. So, yeah, I think it is. So we seem to be on a good path there. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Becky Lynch's promo and her just saying, "No thanks, I don't need to wrestle you." I thought it was quite good, actually. It's basically her going, this is what you could have done at SummerSlam. Just go, nah. (laughs) Look how easy it is to just say, no, thank you. Not going to wrestle you. Yeah. No. Yeah. See you later. Mm. This is what you should have done. That's exactly right. That's the best way of putting it. So this heel turn is is coming. It's never going to be a a quick thing because Mm. she's just come back from having a baby for god's sake it's she's yeah, a difficult person to boo but if she is you know systematically cowardly and keeps now using you know cheating or underhanded tactics to mm. keep her championship and stay away from 
credible contenders like Bianca Belair, then eventually the, the fans will get a stick of that. Uh, I've got a question for the release. Was it only Vince or all Vince and Triple H and Stephanie? For CM Punk, are we talking? Because um, <clears throat> he wasn't ever released. They, they just let his contract expire, basically. He didn't renew his contract. Basically. He no-showed, and then he... I think he had like a year and a half left on the contract that he just didn't didn't meet, basically. Mm. Yeah. The most recent release is Budget Cuts. It was all all Vince McMahon and upper management. Uh yeah. Triple H and may, Stephanie may have had a part in it, but Triple H uh mainly works with the younger talent on NXT and even the mm. NXT releases apparently he had nothing to do with. It's a there is a power struggle going on, and uh, Triple mm. H is he's losing, apparently. Yeah. But... Now they're all going all bright and colourful. Of course he's losing. <laughs> it is sad, yeah. Rest yeah. in peace, NXT. So that was uh, how we started, but it progressed from there. Uh, after Becky Lynch took her leave, uh, the other four ladies were left in the ring, and a fight broke out which turned into a fatal four-way elimination match to try and determine who Becky Lynch's next contender would be. Uh, Selena Vega and Carmella were eliminated quickly, and the match came down to Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan. After a good match between the two of them, uh, Bianca sealed the deal with a KOD to officially become the new number one contender to the SmackDown Women's Championship. Mm. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about the rigmarole. Yeah. I mean, I like that she had to earn back her shot. Yeah. But it's a bit quick. Mm. I feel like there should have been more obstacle to it. And maybe there will be. Maybe be like, okay, yeah, she won this Fatal 4-Way, says Becky, but I'm still not going to face her yet. Yeah. She hasn't, she hasn't Really earned it. She beat these scrubs, fine. But uh, maybe she can face my hand-picked opponent. Yeah. Like Charlotte. Bring Charlotte over in the the brand-to-brand invitational thing, maybe. Oh, yeah. Just put some obstacles in her way. But if this yeah. is it, if it's just, yeah, she beat these guys and now she's going for the title again. A bit boring. It is a bit boring, and... I don't think Belair's going to win it back in the, in her first attempt, no. so it's no. not going to help her. I have a feeling this is going to be one of those ones where we get very bored because it will just be Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair for a long old time. Mm, over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, and one thing that I haven't put in the notes to discuss, but is a thing, and is a weird thing, uh, Naomi is being moved to SmackDown. Yeah. But the story is that Sonya Deville doesn't want her or isn't too concerned that she's there. Like, mm. there was a back, that backstage segment and they were talking like, yeah, oh, oh well, are you? Okay, right. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll, t- we'll talk later. I'm busy right now. Yeah. It's, it's a bit weird. And yeah. in the in a time immediately after people are complaining, like, yeah, you had your, you know, your white meat 
babyface come back and beat the person of color mm. in 26 seconds or whatever it was doesn't mm. have a particularly good look to then go oh yeah uh, this you know former champion uh, black female superstar is returning to the brand and the white management doesn't mm. care and isn't interested yeah. it's not the best look ah. no so not at all hopefully we can either drop that or get some more out of it because yeah. it, it's not doing it for me right now but uh, that's the women that's pretty much all the women, women. we got yeah. on Smackdown yeah. and uh, we'll move on to the the Come men on. yeah so looking for payback for being locked in the big swing Chad Gable took on Cesaro pair put on a technical wrestling clinic in pursuit of victory but a victory for his coach was not on the mind of Otis, who ended the match abruptly, causing a disqualification. Gable held Cesaro down on the mat as Otis took fight, flight with a massive splash from the middle rope to leave the Swiss cyborg laying. I liked it. I like this. I yeah. like the direction it's going in. Uh, I'd like to see Otis and Cesaro just be unleashed and have, have a match, mm. because... Despite his size, uh, Otis mm. is is no scrub. He can definitely go. Oh, he can he can go. Um, I guess it's maybe that's what we'll see for for Keith Lee is this kind of Otis style character. Yeah, it's not an original character. Big Mango Smash is basically the the premise, but the Hulk. <laughs> yeah. It is. But it's not even a don't make me angry. It's a I'm constantly angry because I'm big and grr. <laughs> so it's not inspired, but it works for Otis right now. Yeah. Especially because he's got Gable by his side. Yeah. Adds him that level of credibility. Mm. So, yeah. Let's have Gable there, but not get involved as these guys have a potentially five-star mm. match and five-star rivalry yeah, yeah. Do it. It was a, this was a fantastic match between Gable and Cesaro mm. they really yeah, they showed off what they can well. do um, and yeah. I'm glad that Chad Gable still has a job in WWE because he does not fit <laughs> what WWE are looking for right now so yeah sure yeah he's under six foot four so he's not yeah. not really WWE material but He's definitely wrestling material, so hopefully they continue to let him wrestle on their shows. That would be yes, wonderful. Keep it going. Um, and then from from there, who knows? Maybe we see Otis challenge for the Intercontinental title. Maybe these guys get back into the tag team picture. That'd be cool. But this is a very young story, despite yeah. it having gone for about six months now. Yeah. Uh, the Alpha Academy. I see big things, as long as they keep yeah. to keep them in the direction that they're going and not just bottle it and pull out of it at the last second. Yeah. And next, it was the moment that we've been waiting for, especially you, Dan. I know that you're really excited about this, especially the name. Uh, after arriving in style in a beautiful Bentley, we were introduced to Happy Corbin, whose fortunes turned around <laughs> this past week in Las Vegas. Uh, Corbin took his last $35 after his loss at SummerSlam and won big, making him, quote, the happiest man in the world. Corbin then called out Big E, 
apologised for stealing his Money in the Bank briefcase and attempted to buy it. Uh, Big E declined and instead tried to wind up Corbin, but he failed, finally got annoyed himself by the happy guy and invited Corbin to leave before he knocked the happy smile off his face. Uh, Nothing was going to bring happy Corbin down and Corbin took his leave happily. Hmm. Yeah. Happy Corbin. Happy Corbin. The trademark was filed. We reported it here on this podcast a few weeks ago. Happy Corbin is a thing. All I gotta say is that entrance music. It's great, right? It was funny. I just found it funny. Yeah, and I I think it's gonna be fun because. Like, you don't think of Baron Corbin as happy about anything, to be honest. He very rarely has a smile on his face. And so they're forcing this guy who, naturally, wrestling aside, is quite an unlikable, uh, gruff kind of dude. Doesn't like people very much. Uh, And now uh, he's got to be happy all the time and isn't going to let... Even the most obnoxiously happy of baby faces mm. knock him off his pedestal, which is which is cool. Right. Yeah. It'll be funny. It will be, be entertaining. I, I'm not sure what. Again, I, as with all of this, I'm not sure what direction it can go in. But they seem to be doing all right with it so far. So I'll just yeah. sit back and enjoy, basically. Yeah. yeah. Sit back, enjoy. Now, speaking of lucky streaks, it seems that uh, Tamsinaki is on a bit of a lucky streak with yeah. the uh, the acorns in the chat. She's won a battle royal. She's won won some slots. She's going for the star. We'll see how how that gets on there. Uh, but it's a a nice point to remind that it's the last day of the month, yeah. and so uh, it's the last day to win yourself a gift sub to this channel by mm. winning the acorn competition. Duff Valley is leading currently. Yeah. Uh, but he's not here, so with some some careful, happy Corbin-style gambling, you could knock him off his pedestal uh, and get yourself a Bentley, uh, a cool-looking hat, and call rename yourself Happy, whatever your name is. Happy Tamsin. Happy Tamsin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. But uh, yes. we will, in the meantime... While Tamsin wins more money from the slots, we'll crack on with SmackDown. Yeah. We'll keep going. So, a strange night for the bloodline began with Paul Heyman unable to get into Roman Reigns' locker room before being confronted by the Usos, who accused Heyman of knowing that Brock Lesnar would be at SummerSlam. Heyman was rattled by this all night and even tried to hand Reigns his title backstage to not join him in the family celebration. But the tribal chief assured his wise man that he was family. In the ring, Heyman got back into top form, inviting the crowds not only to acknowledge the tribal chief, but also the Usos as well. Heyman went on to invite the crowd to celebrate that they had seen enough, thanks to the Universal Champion. But the party was interrupted by Finn Balor, who said he wouldn't wait in the wouldn't wait in line anymore 
and was challenging Reigns to a title match next week on SmackDown. Balor was jumped and triple teamed by the Street Profits. Made the save. Made the save, full stop. Yeah, I don't know why I put an and at the end of that sentence. Sorry yeah. about that. Trying to confuse Excuse the dyslexic, me. as I always do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think they have actually signed this match for this week on SmackDown. Is it a thing? No. I think so. I don't know. I, I, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's have a look. The Google. There was an advert on uh, on Raw last night, but I'll be honest, I didn't really uh, pay attention to it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. One day ago, yeah, Universal Championship match advertised Reigns versus Balor for the Universal Championship in Jacksonville, Florida. So that is a thing. It is official. This match is happening. Be uh, before we discuss the actual events of SmackDown, can I just say I need that Bloodline T-shirt yesterday. <laughs> that thing is great, and I want it now. I've been wa- watching Roman Reigns' merch and I'm like, no, nah, don't like that one. That head of the table one with the, the Superman punch and that, that looks oh. terrible. Like That's for four-year-olds, not, not keen on that one. Yeah. And then he had that uh, wreck everyone and leave. I'm like, yeah. getting better, but no, nah, I'm still not... I quite like that one. Still not, still not doing it for me. But then yeah. this Bloodline one with like the Godfather-style imagery of him yeah. with Heyman and the Usos by his side, so, money all over the table the title on the table, all black and white. I'm like, yeah, that's my T-shirt. Just hook it straight into my veins. I'm going to need to place an order for that now. SmackDown tag team titles are on the table as well. Oh, were they? I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Nice. They're like, they're like at the sides, going up the side a little bit. Cool. Yeah. It's like, yep. <laughs> yep. That's good. Yeah, that's the, t- that's the T-shirt. And I, and I will you will see that on my body on this show at some point in the future. Don't know what it says on the back. I think it says something on the back. I hadn't even considered that. I'm going to Google that, that right thing now. On the back, let me. Uh, you know, if it's on the shop, we can think it is. bring it up on the stream and have it a look. It is the bloodline. We the right ones. There. Right, Top for pre-order. It pre-order. just says we the ones on the back. I'm I'm okay with that. Here we go. Dun, 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 dun. There it is, £21.61 from WWE Shop. Does that change if I change the size? Because sometimes it does. No, that's okay. Yeah, I will be purchasing a large. This item will begin shipping on September 17th. That's too far away. So there's the front of the T-shirt. You see the SmackDown tag team titles. Oh, yeah. And you know, I didn't see them. They were, They are there. They're right there, but they were blended yeah. in. I dig that. The, and I love when when they do this. It's especially good when they do it in in moving video. They turn everything black and white apart from one color. Yeah. And red is the color they normally do it with. And yeah, yeah this is this is cracking. It suits so, it suits the name, the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. red. So yeah, it's a line of blood coming from his yeah. top. His top. I don't know what's going on behind the behind the head here. Why he's got a bit of red there? It should probably have black and white. Oh no, that's that, his. But... That's his hair, isn't it? Oh yeah, his hair is red at the back. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's there's the front. Happened. Here's the back. Yeah, it says we the ones. Now yeah, whatever, I don't care. I don't care Still about the back. It. It's the front. 
the front is what I'm what I'm after. And I've just spotted down here, head of the table shorts and head of the table sunglasses. That's checked. You know, I I might as well add some extra things to my to my basket. Check this out. Oh, look at them! (laughs) Their sunglasses. They just say head of the table on them. That's cool. (laughs) Oh, this description: marrying fashion and function. Cutting-edge pair of sunglasses protect your eyes from the elements while simultaneously elevating your look. Throw some shade with a pair of our superstar sunglasses and do summer right. Oh, cry. Oh, and on the other side, I didn't even notice, it's got four stars and the Roman Reigns logo. Oh, great. Yeah, wonderful. We're gonna be getting some of them, aren't you? I am. Yeah, either that or the uh, oh, they, that's the other T-shirt, the Stashem, Smashem, oh. Stackem, Pinem T-shirt. Yeah, I wasn't so keen on that one either. Oh. Well, there you go. Well, breaking news. Yeah. Breaking news. Tamzanaki now leads the Acorn battle. Ooh. She has. Uh, what, how does the phrase go? I only read it a second ago. She has smashed them, stacked them, and pinned them. Pinned them. And uh, earned her way to the top of the table. Unless anything in, changes yeah. in the next half an hour before this show ends, she will earn herself a gifted subscription. She will be the head of the table. She will be the head of the table. Happy Tamsin is coming. Happy Tamsin. We're filing the trademark right now. Yep. Yeah. That's coming. Don't know where we're going to get the hat. Tamsin, you might have to sort your own hat out, but you're rolling in dough now, so so it's fine. Yeah. You can do that. You have to go find a posh car. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a Bentley. It just has to be a bit posh. You'll make one. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Make it out of money. Just go. to stay on brand. Here comes yeah. the money. She's still got her hype train badge as well. So <laughs> just absolutely rolling in it. So I digressed with the T-shirt, but what did you think of the events of SmackDown involving the bloodline? I thought it was interesting and good. I can see why the Usos were accusing Paul Heyman of knowing Brock Lesnar was going to be there. So that kind of adds a bit of mystery to it. Yeah. Uh, I'm wondering if Heyman will stab brains in the back. It could go that way. I mean, Reigns has been totally on board with Heyman mm. throughout this. You know, mm. saying, you are family, I love you, like, mm. what are you doing out here, getting get in here with us, all that kind of stuff. So he seems to be on board, but this is Roman Reigns we're talking about. And in the last year... A year as champion now that we have ticked over that three hundred and sixty fifth day. He has been Universal mm. Champion for over a year. Yeah. Uh, he has been known to change his change his mind on a whim, shall we say? Mm. And yeah. if he does feel betrayed as this Brock Lesnar situation rolls on, then yeah, maybe mm. we do see see a change. But I I hope not. I really hope not, especially as I'm going to own a T-shirt with Reigns and Heyman on it. <laughs> I really hope that they keep them together because I think the partnership works better than 
than it did with Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Because it is more of a partnership. Although, you it know, Heyman is still the the doting, kind of subservient dude. Like, yeah. here you go, my tribal chief. Yes, my tribal chief. Yeah. Like, totally submissive to Roman Reigns. But I, f- I feel like this Roman Reigns doesn't exist without Paul Heyman. Whereas, mm. as we've already seen, Brock Lesnar's just fine without Heyman. Yeah. Like, as much as a good and fantastic and brilliant mouthpiece Heyman was for Brock Lesnar, you could also just have him not say anything and just mm. speak with his actions and i.e. Yeah. turn up, smash people and leave. Yeah. He doesn't need to talk. No, he doesn't. And he used to do his own promos. Maybe he can learn to talk again if he really needs to. Yeah. We can. It's not 2012 anymore. We should be able to hand Brock Lesnar a mic and him just not swear. And they're allowing a bit of swearing anyway, so maybe just let him yeah. swear a bit. Let him go for it. Yeah. What do you think of the Balor thing and bringing Finn Balor back up to yeah, well, the I think, title? I think that'll make a good match next week, I think. So, It'll be a good match. Good. I just think it's throwaway, and I'm not keen on throwaway. I wonder if Brock Lesnar will get involved next week. He could do. He could do. The The rumour on the new contract for Lesnar is that it's uh, 8 to 12 matches between right. now and 2023. Which is a large portion of the next year and what's yeah. left of this year, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. Like, if it's 12, that's every pay per view in 2022. Yeah. So, I get that they're putting Finn Balor in there as a kind of buffer in between, but mm. is, that, is it really necessary or can we just get straight to. Reigns and Lesnar at Extreme Rules. Mm. And how do the TV appearances work? Okay, that's 8 to 12 matches, but yeah. how many appearances well, on TV. building to it? Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm worried that Finn is just thrown in there as as a stopgap, as a jobber to, to yeah. Reigns to just give him another person to annihilate, which is unnecessary. Like we can remember all of the people that Reigns has annihilated up to this point. You can play a yeah. replay. We don't need another person yeah. buried. When we could have Finn Balor versus yeah. Shinsuke for the IC title, or Finn yeah. Balor versus anyone on that roster, and have yeah. cracking entertainment from it. So, yeah. don't destroy Finn Balor just to put another notch in the bedpost for for Reigns. Yeah, would be is my only concern there but we shall see we'll see what yeah. happens on Smackdown this week we're going to commercial when we come back we're going to get raw raw and we'll see if it if Vince McMahon's last minute changes to the script made raw a better more watchable show smiley faces mm. and optimism be right back That's not a smiley face. Welcome back to the main roster on this last day of August, the year 2021. In case you're listening to this 
In the year 2027. This is what life was like in 2021. We discussed Raw and SmackDown. Who knows if Raw and SmackDown are still a thing in 2027. Who knows if we're all alive in 2027. If we are, we'll probably digress just as much as yes. we have already, and I just did. I say, that was a bit of a digress, wasn't it? Was a bit, yeah. Yeah, I've kind of lost the plot a little bit. But let's get into Monday Night Raw. Lose the Rewritten at the last minute by Vince McMahon. So obviously it's going to be fantastic, right? It's straight from the brain of Vince McMahon, this show. I'll come back to you on that one. <laughs> so uh, this Vince McMahon special, Monday Night Raw, got underway with Damien Priest, who spoke about his respect for the United States Championship and that he would be reinstating an open challenge like some of the great champions before him. Sheamus answered the call first, followed by Drew McIntyre, and the almighty WWE champion Bobby Lashley. MVP suggested that Lashley challenge for the title and become a double champion. This brought out the Raw Tag Team Champions RK Bro, who said that Lashley was greedy because he wanted two championships. But before he could finish the thought, Riddle interrupted him and challenged Lashley and MVP to face them for the tag titles if he wanted two belts so badly. Oops. Uh, MVP accepted the challenge, and a triple threat match between Priest, Sheamus, and Drew McIntyre was also booked for later in the night. Raw opening on a scale of 1 to 10. Go. I don't know, about 3. Didn't dig it? No, not really. Kind of a bit everything was happening at once. There was a lot of everything was happening at once. There was no explanation about why Sheamus and yeah. Bobby Lashley were no longer going to be facing each other in the main event and has been yeah. advertised for a week. Yeah. But uh, I clearly enjoyed it a lot more than you. Mm. If if it had happened in isolation rather than when other things had already been advertised, it would have been better, I grant mm. you. But it was a... A good opening for my money. I, I liked the idea that Sheamus was obviously trying to come and get his title back. That makes sense. Oh. Drew McIntyre can't go for the WWE Championship. So, yeah, go for the US title. That makes sense. Mm. Uh, even Bobby Lashley coming out and saying, yeah, I'll face you because I could do with having two championships. That sounds good to me. I even like that. Yeah. Um, and then the tag team champions coming out. It, Lost the plot a little bit there for me. But the idea that Riddle kind of derped his way into having to defend the title against the world champion and, and his buddy mm. was a bit funny as well. So yeah. overall, I like the opening. I'd give it a 7 out of 10 myself. Okay. So off to a good start for me. Not so, not so much for you. Not so much for me. Yeah. Let's progress and see if, uh, yeah. if if it rises in your estimation or falls in mine. Yeah. Uh, so the opening contest on Raw saw Rhea Ripley, who was accompanied by Nikki SH, take on Shayna Baszler, as always, accompanied by Nia Jax. As the match rolled on, Nia Jax attacked Nikki ASH outside the ring, which distracted Ripley enough to be rolled up by Baszler. 
Asia couldn't get the win though as Ripley countered the pin into one of her own and held down the Queen of Spades for a three count. After the match, Nia Jax continued her carnage and left Rhea Ripley laying in the ring too. Why does Vince hate Shayna Baszler? I don't know. Why does he like Nia Jax? He clearly does. And he's... Mm. Not even just Vince, but Vince and whoever had been writing the show for the last six weeks mm. clearly just wants to bury Shayna Baszler. Yeah. I'm not sure that they like the idea of her being called the Queen of Spades either. No. I think it's a bit close to just queen. the Queen for Charlotte. and yeah. So it was said once and then it wasn't said again and I'm like, hmm, some, somebody has had a telling in an ear, I think. And somebody said, don't you do that, damn it. Don't, don't call her that, damn it. There's only one Queen. Charlotte Flair. Golden child. So, <laughs> the team of Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H., yeah. Not doing it for me. Right. Shayna Baszler losing easily. Yeah. Not doing it not for doing me. Not doing it for you. Nia Jax being the like the aggressor or the victor in that team as they start to break up. But yeah, Shayna Baszler did nothing about it. That mm. Nia Jax basically cost her the match, but Shayna Baszler mm. just you know went <laughs> again and just continued to be. Dejected, like yeah. break up the team already. If you don't like it, get the hell out of there. Yeah. So yeah, this segment left me disappointed. I would give this the three that you gave the opening. Yeah, I'm still giving it a three. Threes all round. Not much fun. Threes all round. This is pretty much the entire women's roster on Raw now as well. Or at least it is once you include the champion that we are going to see later. The only person still missing from the situation is Asuka. And uh, they've shipped off Naomi to SmackDown. So this is what we're coming into, folks. This is what we can expect for months. Women's Evolution, guy. And uh, later in the night... Nia Jax turned her warpath towards Raw Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. Jax dominated the champion until Charlotte managed to trap Jax in the ropes and wear her down with a headlock and a vicious head snap on the middle rope. Charlotte put up a good fight against her larger, stronger opponent and went to lock in the figure four. However, Jax kicked Flair off and head first into the turnbuckle. She followed this up with a powerbomb and pinned Charlotte to earn herself a victory over the Raw Women's Champion. Why? Why, indeed. Especially because it was only last week that I said, me, person who does not like Charlotte Flair or anything that she stands for, said, I'm kind of digging this Charlotte Flair and that she's going to hold on to the championship and just basically go and beat everyone for the next year and a half. And then immediately, it's like, oh, Jez likes him? Likes her? Okay, let's fix that. And immediately she loses to, oh, to, Jack. to Nia Jax. And it just seems... 
who, with to this, be honest, in that match looked a bit clunky. Both of them looked bad, actually. Yeah. Like, it's like Nia Jax dragged Charlotte down to her her level, but Charlotte just looked slow yeah. and cumbersome, and it just looked like she was worried to to get hurt all the way through the match. Yeah. The first time that Jax held her up for the the power bomb, Charlotte put her leg out so to land on the back of her heel before taking the bump yeah. because she probably knew that otherwise Nia Jax should throw her straight on the top of her head and break her neck. Yeah. yeah. It like yeah. this was not a shining example of of wrestling for wrestling. either of these these women. And Charlotte Flair, as much as I dislike her, is one of the best women's wrestlers in the world and she yeah. looked terrible and I don't I don't I don't think that was Charlotte's fault. No. Just bad. Bad, bad, bad. Yeah. Um what else was I gonna say? I've forgotten now. I was in the middle of a thought but it's gone. And, uh, Never mind. This is just what happens with, with these guys, yeah. yeah. Um oh that's it. This continues a trend that has happened pretty much since uh, Charlotte was last champion of mm. the Raw Women's Champion losing a lot of matches all the way through to defending the title. So yeah. is Charlotte going to lose the belt again to soon to Nia Jax? Make Nia Jax a one-time... Oh no, she, did she win the belt before? She, she did win the belt she's before. She's won the Raw Women's Championship yeah. before... Clearly, it was very memorable because I almost forgot about it. Right. Um, maybe we'll do that again. Vince's answer to Maybe the women's now. women's division is not really working is to push Nia Jax. Apparently, shoot me now. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. We'll share a bullet. Efficiency. Yeah. We get on to something else as a bit. Yeah, well, we can try. We can try and oh, yeah. This this show, the Vince McMahon special is. Um, I think we're still at three, three out of ten at the, yeah. at the moment. So, Harry oh. Cross <laughs> looks to continue to stack That's up like... wins on the main roster this week, taking on Humberto Carrillo. This boy didn't put up too much of a fight and Cross put away the youngster with a Sado suplex followed by the Cross jacket submission in his gimp gear. In his gimp mask, yeah. yeah. Um, it was pointed out to me uh, after the show last week that uh, it's basically the old demolition ring gear from the 80s. Oh, yeah. With the straps across the chest and the, and yeah. the mask. Um, and that's where it belongs, the uh, 1980s. Yep. Yeah. I, I kind of understand it now. Having I just had a little epiphany as I was watching Raw. Um, as he was, did uh, Karrion Cross's look kind of remind you of, of anyone? Just bald, goatee, black trunks, plain black trunks. Remind oh. you of anyone? Stone Cold. That's one. Any others? I can't think. Think 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 Stone Cold from the other company. I've just seen him oh. recently. Um Game escapes me. 
<laughs> just lost to Bobby Lashley in a championship match. Yes. Um, Goldberg. Yeah. I can't believe that name didn't come to you and it was too fun I to, don't know why that... to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that came. Probably I've forgotten about him already. So, yeah, I think Vince looked at, at Karrion Cross because Vince doesn't watch NXT, let's be honest. So as soon as, oh. as Karrion Cross was put in front of him, like, hey, Vince, yeah. Here's here's my latest uh, call up from uh, NXT. Yep. What do you think? Like he looks like a Stone Cold Steve Austin or Goldberg ripoff. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he's like he's the harbinger of doom. Uh, he mm. he welcomes Doomsday. He's like yep. he's got the, he's got his wife with him. Uh, like she's super hot and she she sung his entrance theme. Uh, and uh, they do they do this whole black and white thing. It's like death, like ashes and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the entrance is cool. It's fantastic. And he's just a badass that smacks people about. It's going to fit in really well here. Ah, right, yeah. Well, we don't want her. We don't want his entrance. We don't want anything that, that makes him not Stone Cold Steve Austin and Goldberg, uh, mm-hmm. even though that's what I've noticed he looks like. So um, let's uh, send him to the ring as a basic creator wrestler and, and just we'll just see if he can get over on his own. Okay, Vince, right, let's do that. Oh, he didn't get over on his own? Okay, right. Well, how come... He still... And he still looks like... Stone, he still looks like Stone Cold Steve Austin. And still looks like Goldberg. Oh, right, yeah, okay. Um, um, Well, maybe we can um put some straps on his... uh mm. on, on him and give him a, a mask. Yeah, great idea. Okay, do that. Great. Yeah. It doesn't look like Stone Cold anymore. No, he doesn't. Doesn't look like Goldberg anymore. He looks like a swinger. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like a remnant of a not an okay tag team from mm. the 80s. Yeah. That's got stuck in a sex party oh, yeah. since 1989. Yeah. <sighs> Mind you, some of the stuff that Scarlet used to wear on NXT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the claws and. Yeah. yeah. That, that looked like it came out of a sex dungeon, I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's the look they're going for. <laughs> maybe it is that maybe eventually they'll bring Scarlet up and and the oh my god, this gimmick. This thing oh, I just like we know what Vince is like. They are gonna be like sex pests or something. It's just their entrance is just gonna be a red light. Breaking news. Carrying Cross and Scarlet working dark matches as the sex pest perverts. <laughs> oh, should we move on? Unsurprisingly, they get booed. Let's move on. <clears throat> so as we mentioned, we were getting a US Championship match. Damien Priest, Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. Uh, and in this match, Damien Priest picked up a huge victory. While it looked at one point that Sheamus might defeat Priest to win back his championship... Priest escaped Seamus and caused him to cause Seamus to be hit with McIntyre's Claymore, which allowed the US champion to hit the reckoning on Drew and pin a former WWE champion to keep hold of his gold. Now I liked this section. I did and I didn't. Mm. I liked that these three were in a match. Yeah. Uh, I like the match. The match was good. Yeah. Are we are we really that high on Damien Priest already that he's 
going over the one of the more the most recent other than the current WWE champion clean that's a big step man it's a big step he's just won the US title he's already in the mix for the WWE championship as well he got in Lashley's face last week and now he's beat the Mm. former champion like Mm. slow down guys this is going a bit too fast for me yeah because they could have easily just have had him beat Sheamus again yeah Leave it open for another go round with with Drew McIntyre one on one maybe, but mm. so the so both Charlotte current Raw Women's Champion was defeated. Yep. Most recent WWE Champion defeated. Yep. More to come later. Seems like an upside down kind of show, mm. and they're, they're trying to force too much of the idea that well expect the unexpected anything can happen on raw doesn't even need to make sense we just do things it just happened so i didn't dislike it but just made me think "Hmm, okay right yep that happened um do something with it or this was a waste yeah i will wait with bated breath about where that goes next yeah, we'll have to see where it goes. But considering this show was written on the back of a napkin with 10 minutes to spare, it's probably going nowhere. Yes. That would be my risk. Moving on. Anyway. um, Something missing from the show last night was the match between John Morrison and Miz. Instead, Morrison made the mistake of challenging the giant Omos to a match and immediately and successfully tried to moisten the big man with a dripstick. This was about as much much offence as he got the whole match as Omos made easy work of him, eventually defeating him after the two-handed chokeslam. Following this match, AJ Styles defeated Xavier Woods with the calf crusher. Yes, he did. Yeah. <sighs> so no Miz and Morrison. Right. Apparently we, we suffered through all of that dripstick nonsense for mm-hmm. for weeks to not get the payoff we wanted. Yeah. Are we not getting it at all? Are we waiting for a pay-per-view? No explanation. Uh, or they said mm-hmm. the Miz chickened out. That was the explanation that we got, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Great. Thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked Omos. Yeah. I liked his entrance. Um, I wish they'd stop billing people at round numbers, like saying he is four hundred pounds. Like, well, he's not going to be exactly four hundred pounds, is he? You've no. already destroyed any credibility you have to his size. He's probably not four hundred pounds. He's probably no mm. bigger than like three twenty, if that. Yeah. So, could have said like four hundred and seven. 406 yeah. just just yeah he weighs exactly 400 pounds until he takes a dump and then he weighs 396 <laughs> big dump <laughs> well he's a big guy he probably eats a yeah. lot what goes yeah, in probably. must come out and all of that yeah absolutely that's what Newton wrote about right that's that's the law of physics I think so 
For every cheeseburger, there is an equal and opposite dump burger. <laughs> oh my god, that's a tangent. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and then we had Xavier Woods oh. just losing to AJ Styles. Yeah. Filler. It was That was the match that happened. That was the match that happened. The match that happened included mm. one of the greatest wrestlers in the world in AJ Styles. Yeah. It was a pointless match. With a, yeah. it didn't matter who won. It was going to be a pointless outcome regardless. So, yeah, yeah, great. Thanks for that. And then that took us into Raw's main event, mm. in which RK Bro defended the Raw Tag Team Championship against WWE Champion Bobby Lashley and MVP. AJ Styles and Omos remained at ringside following their matches and would be the difference in this contest. After Omos got hold of Randy Orton, AJ Styles had to intervene, so not to cause a disqualification. Mm. But AJ Styles ended up laying next to the announce table for his troubles. This distraction allowed Orton to take out Lashley outside the ring, while Riddle hit the floating bro on MVP within the ring to retain the championships for his team. Yeah. Nice little match. Yeah. I did wonder how they were going to deal with it, because mm. realistically, it should have ended with Lashley and MVP walking out with the championships. Yeah. They've got all the momentum right now. Yeah. Um... But so they needed a way to keep the belts with RK Bro, but also not destroy the credibility of their world champion. Obviously, mm. anybody losing on that side was going to be MVP. But mm. how did you feel about the AJ Styles and Omos intervention? Was it really necessary? It's a bit of a cop out, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it would have been better if you know we'd have seen a bit of the teamwork coming together a bit more for RK Bro, and they made a point mm. of isolating Lashley, taking him out outside the ring, so that they could yeah. capitalize on on the weaker man in MVP. It just would have fit better mm. with what's going on at yeah. the moment. I get that they needed to keep Styles and Omos relevant. They're gonna have a rematch with them. I. I reckon. Mm. So one of these things was pointless and didn't make sense. The Omos mm. um, versus John Morrison and Xavier Woods versus Styles segment, either that was pointless because mm. these guys are going back into another tag team title shot or yep. them being involved in this tag team title match because they're going to go and do single stuff against other people didn't make sense. So one of these things didn't yeah. make sense. One of them just... didn't make sense too much mixed together for me Um, and I suppose that segues us nicely into our last discussion Uh, did Vince's rewrite make the show better your thoughts first (laughs) taking everything into consideration I just feel like it was just kind of of a meh show just all things considered just, just meh it wasn't any better than any Raw we've had for the last year. No. It's just meh. It, it had the same amount of confusing moments as the, as your average Monday Night Raw. Uh, no. It certainly wasn't any better. In And I just think that a show that is written at the last minute 
with so many changes and story mm. that was changed. Mm. It was the, an exact product of that. It was incoherent. It had no kind of forward look to the future. Yeah. We haven't even started to consider what the matches look like at Extreme Rules for yeah. the main championships. We saw all three main championships tonight. The WWE Championship, the US Championship, uh, four, the Tag Team Championship and the Raw Women's Championship. And yet, we're no clearer to knowing, really, other than Nia Jax versus Charlotte, maybe, what direction things are going in for the pay-per-view that's that's mm. next up. Yeah. This didn't develop any story because it was just a filler. Yeah. So, I think yeah. Vince would have been better off letting the show happen as was. Mm. And then changing the direction of it going forward with a long-term plan in mind. But let's be honest, long-term planning is not the forte of WWE at the moment. No. <laughs> and when you don't have long-term plans and you don't really know how to build the stars you've got anymore and how to use them mm. effectively, mm. this is why you get the USA Network down your throat complaining about how terrible the show is. Did, do you reckon Vince thinks that the USA Network are happy after that? No. I think Vince probably thinks they are, but I, I don't think they actually is, are. But I don't think they are. Yeah. It was not a good uh, show. No. 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 I don't understand how Raw and SmackDown are produced by the same company, honestly. The polar opposites. They are. I can... Like, I... I want to watch SmackDown every week. I'm enjoying SmackDown and mm. I and I look forward to getting up on a Saturday morning and watching it. Mm. Raw to to coin a phrase, Raw is chore. It's yeah. a massive chore to watch it on a on a Tuesday. Mm. And I yeah. and if it wasn't for the fact that you know we discuss it on this show, I probably wouldn't wouldn't bother. I'd read the read the results, watch any bits that sound interesting but not bother you think we could get all the information we need from youtube now probably could we probably could yeah i think they put the highlights out on youtube so yeah like rather than me actually going through and writing these notes i'd probably copy and paste it from a results website and just watch anything that sounds interesting like yeah. nothing new is happening no uh. Yeah, it's a it's a big disappointment, and I hope it improves. Oh, a, a rumor is we're getting a draft at the end of September after Extreme Rules. Mm. They also said we were getting one this week after SummerSlam, and that hasn't happened. So who knows when we actually get it? But I I hope that the USA Network really takes them to task mm. because this is nonsense. Yeah. This show is. It's not like it it can't be good as well. There is so much potential. There are so many so good people there. still on the roster despite them decimating it. Yeah, so it's not without there. merit, but mm. <sighs> come on. Come on, WWE. I'm just glad that AEW are out there kind of raising the standard. Mm. And, that, and that's not to say that, you know, I don't even know what I, what I want to say here. That's not to say that they're better. Yeah. They still have their flaws. But at least 
one of their shows is entertaining mm. each week in parts. Yeah. But we'll move on to next week. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week to discuss it all. I will watch Raw in its entirety. I I promise. Even though you know I'll do it with probably one hand over my face covering <laughs> hoping that it gets better. They've got a week now to to plan it. You got a week. Yeah? They didn't need yeah. to do to do the rewrites on Monday. There's a, they've got a week to make this stuff better. Got a week. Get on it. Take some advice from some yeah. other people. Yeah. Hopefully some people will be fired. I think we're at that point where some people the heads need to roll and we need yeah. we need a decent show on Monday nights cuz this ain't it. Yeah. This ain't it. But your decent show on Tuesdays moves next week to 4pm UK time. Our new regular time, 4pm UK time. Uh, and uh, it will be broadcast not only on Twitch, but over a multitude of different channels and platforms. Everywhere else. Stay tuned for information on that. We're, uh, we're putting ourselves out there a bit more. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you will hear about it all on the Discord channel that I've just dropped. Hop into mm. the Primetime Streamer Network Discord so we can get all your news. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at The Judge Show. He's at DannyT259 on Twitter. Uh, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to find us next week when we discuss it all again right here on the main roster. Yeah. And hopefully it's better. <laughs> Can't be worse, or Raw can't anyway. Oh, I'm sure they can set the bar lower. I've been Jazz. And I've been Dan. And we'll continue to try and raise the bar here on the main roster. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.